Well, hello there. What's a smark, you ask? Well, we're a special type of fan who understands and appreciates the product on a more in-depth level than you. Or so we like to think. And now, the world's foremost authority. The Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman. It's too late yeah. for me. I'm like Gollum and the Ring Man. I'll jump in the fucking lava. It's, I don't want to, but it's gonna happen. The New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. Hug Life, man. Hug Life, man, not Thug Life. What is this? Why is Bailey Thug Life now instead of Hug Life? You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome everyone to a brand new era in WWE. After which, things will never, ever be the same again. Of course, Very nice. I'm talking about Pete Dunne winning the UK title. <laughs> <laughs> that is Swerve. the biggest news story of this week, right? Oh, the biggest one that we care about. Yeah, uh, I marked out hard as shit for that match. What did you think? Well, match of the night, definitely. I dare say maybe match of the weekend. Cause, yeah, well, actually, okay. I don't know. I thought you were going to go gear for a second, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Not necessarily, but I think it should be yeah. in contention. It should be in the conversation. Yeah. Oh, definitely. No, I mean, because I don't think anything from Backlash outdid it. Yeah, the, the only other match that I would actually be tempted to say, even from the same night, was the tag team match, because that was damn good. Oh, yeah. Authors well, of Pain versus DIY. The ending. Yeah, I think, I think, I, I think from a pure match perspective, I did like the UK title match more. But with the story element of the turn for Champa, like that was really fucking great. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, so you just want to run down that one first. Uh, do you want to go into that match first, or do you want to run down the card in order? Yeah, so I think yeah. Let's hit the, head up that match first. So we had Authors of Pain taking on DIY in a ladder match. I didn't know how all Holy shit, would... holy shit, hold on, one, one second. Alright, so we're talking right now via Skype. Yeah. There's a little advertisement that just came up for fucking Extreme Rules. They're listening, bro! <laughs> Why did I get that ad right now? Big Brother is watching. They are fucking watching. Alright, please continue. Like an ad on Skype? Yeah, it's an ad on Skype for <laughs> Extreme Rules, live this Sunday. Or <laughs> live next Sunday, June 4th. Yeah, they're definitely listening, man. Uh, so like I said, Authors of Pain against DIY in a ladder match. The tag team champions. I was surprised at Authors of Pain. I mean, I feel like they keep raising my expectations of them each match. Yeah, they, they did really well you know, last time against Revival and DIY, and then they did really great this time in this ladder match. I think they overperformed for where they are at in their career. Yeah, and uh, there were some great spots in there. The one spot... That I think is going to be the highlight for people now is, so at one point, I think it was both uh, Occam and Razor about to take out Champa and uh, Gargano with the ladders, and Gargano pushes him out of the way, and he takes the shot. Oh, oh it was beautiful. <laughs> that and was a great so, spot, and then fucking when Champa, um, 
I think it was like Gargano was trying to get on the ladder or something, and then Champa like threw one of the authors of pain like off the ladder through another ladder. Hmm. That was fucking badass as fuck. Well, the authors of pain have a good bit of uh, meat on their bones. I think they can take a hit like that. Oh, totally. But just like it looked badass as fuck for like Champa with one. Oh, yeah. it was one arm that he like pump handle slammed that. Well, maybe not pump handle. So he fucking slammed it through a ladder. <laughs> <laughs> Chompa slammed a motherfucking no, dude like and... twice his size through a ladder. Uh, what I like about this these this type of match uh, is that it gets a reaction out of me. Like, so yes, we know that it's predetermined and things like that. But when like guys are hitting themselves to the ladder, like you get the ooh and the ah like out out when I'm watching it because I'm just like, oh, I know that hurt. Like, right. And there's so many different types of those good moments, like the really hardcore moments, like we just mentioned. Yeah. And then, like you said earlier, with like the Gargano spot, like there's that big sympathy spot. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was a really great match. And then they pull off the swerve of all swerves. Because did you see this coming at all? No, because, well, actually, I thought DIY was winning this match, you know? Yeah. And I thought they were so... going to stay together to kind of help the tag division, but... <laughs> Authors of Pain. <laughs> Authors of Pain win. And you think the pay-per-view is ending. They even... You know the little uh, icon that shows up in the corner? Dude, I was about that, like, to turn it show... off. The show is over. So many people said this. So the icon appears, and then as that's happening, DIY is on the stage, and Champa throws Gargano into the LED screen. I was, and then just dude, I was hovering the over the X, about to click it, and then he threw him into the wall. I was like, <gasps> yes. Uh, I've heard like people like leaving their friends' houses, like friends' house, <laughs> like missing this because they were just like it's over, and then like started walking out, and the friend then be like, no, come back in, come back in. <laughs> oh my gosh! I tried. Was wasn't there another moment uh, within this last year or something that was really big where they did that? That it was like after the watermark. Hmm. I don't know. Nothing's I, coming to if, my mind. If I think of it, I'll I'll shout it out. Um, yeah. But yeah, fucking great match, great turn, and I I loved how like Chapa had that great mix of emotion. Like you could see the conflict in him of like that he's doing this, but at the same time he's feeling bad. <laughs> Yeah, about and it, you, like, well, you also had that great moment where like Gargano's still like kind of shaken from the <laughs> the original attack, and he's like trying to grab onto something, and he's grabbing onto Champa, trying to pull himself up. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, just really, really well done. Exactly, and then like him seeing Gargano in pain, and then him having to like shut down his own emotions over and over again because like he would feel bad about, it, and then he would go like, "Oh, I can't feel bad about this," and then smash him even more. And it's like, oh, I feel bad. And it's like, no, I can't feel bad about this. And then, like, just keeps killing Gargano. Well, you Gargano. see, they're, they're also playing this out on Twitter. Like, so they've been tweeting that they uh, live together. And so I don't know if Champa actually moved out or and it just worked out this way. But, like, he, tweet, he tweeted out a picture of, like, an empty room. He's like, I moved out. I'm done with this. Like, <laughs> You know what would be really funny is that they decided to run with that as, like, an angle. Not, like, not on actual TV, but just if they did this, like, the separate Twitterverse or something. Where he was just like, well, I'm not fucking leaving. You're going to leave. <laughs> and it's like starts making the apartment like uninhabitable. My name's on the lease. <laughs> like whites out, white out's like Gargano's name off the lease too. <laughs> so it's like, it's just his. Oh my gosh. It like starts like uh, just leaving shit around and making things like smelly and disgusting. And like, uh, just, yeah, just force him out. Because isn't Gargano married? <laughs> Yeah, so that's why people think, like, it might have worked out timing-wise that, like... Mm. He was ready to move out anyway. Yeah. Uh, 
So uh, then we had back to the beginning of the night. We had Roderick Strong go up against Eric Young and get the win, which I was semi surprised at. Yeah, uh, but very pleasantly surprised because this yeah. is a really good win for Roddy. Yeah, I think he definitely needed it. I think Eric Young could take the loss. Uh, they've been building up Roddy, I think, pretty well with these vignettes, so mm-hmm. he's definitely got a push on his way. Definitely, and it was like really fucking refreshing to see a babyface that's not a complete dumb shit. Yeah, like that he knows how to deal with. Like, oh, okay, there's other guys there. All right, I can deal with them. Yeah, and then I can still <laughs> take him out. Take him out, backbreaker. Yay! Right. Like, it's like, oh, okay, good job, good job and having I'm a brain, all, Roddy. <laughs> I'm loving the backbreaker variations that he's throwing out. Like. It's yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah, he, I, I can't even pinpoint like a specific one, but I just remember him hitting like a lot of sick ones within this well, match. So, you, know. you can't keep track. Like, literally, I would have to sit there with like a notepad and paper to like write down what exactly he did, because otherwise you just like, he hits him out of nowhere, kind of. And like, you think he's going up for a suplex, and all of a sudden it's a fucking backbreaker. So you're just like, oh shit. <laughs> like, all right, can you imagine like if you actually had to be calling his stuff and do legitimate play by play? For his backbreakers, like you would have to do so much studying just to like try and figure out, like, all right, I have to be able to call this shit on the fly because he's like making up new backbreakers. Well, yeah, because you have to know <laughs> the regular move that he could hit, so just like a simple suplex or something, and then if he works it into a backbreaker, then you like yeah, yeah, you're right. You would have to call it right on the spot. Right. <laughs> That's just that would be. Such you have an to be like, up. it's a sue backbreaker. <laughs> A supla backbreaker. <laughs> a suplex uh, breaker. That could that kind of works as a move, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Fuck it. Uh, and then we had then we had our both of ours. It sounds like match of the weekend. Pete Dunn taking on Tyler Bate for the United Kingdom Championship. Holy shit! Did these guys put on a clinic? Oh my God! Like both of these guys, it it is astounding how fucking good they are. And how young they are. Yeah, that's what people keep pointing out. Like, Bates already at this point in his career, and I think he's in his really early 20s. He's 20. Yeah. Bates just turned 20, because he was 19 when he won the title. Jesus Christ. So he just turned 20, and, and Dunn is only 23. Like, what so the both fuck? of these guys could wrestle for 20 more years and still be going. Well, maybe. I mean, they've been wrestling for a little while, so I'm sure they've already got some tear, so... Yeah, I, pr- probably at oh, least yeah. another 20. But at least, I'll give them in this match, they did not do that much, like, super crazy stuff, right? No, well, it's it's great because, like, the some of that British strong style that they've been doing is, uh, you know, really building up to specific big moves, and then they sell the fuck out of these moves. Like, yeah. how, but like, I'm saying, that airplane the spin. Moves... <laughs> Yo, that was absolutely Dude, nuts. That was, that was the best airplane spin I've ever seen. But what I'm saying is, is like that big move, like that's safe for both guys. You know what I mean? It's like guys aren't falling off the top rope and like almost breaking their necks. Like these two wrestle a fairly safe style that is very entertaining. Right. And like, all right. So Tyler Bate did two dives. One of them, you know, he actually hit. And then the second one was actually played into the finish and cost him the match. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that was most of the high flying. I think, wait, no, he did hit like a corkscrew something off of the top group at one point in that match but that's actually really fucking sick man like it was a yeah. great move um i don't even know what the fuck to call it it was just like a corkscrew like yeah not moonsault because it was like a front flip corkscrew uh like shooting star kind of maybe 
I don't know. That's that's fine. We'll call it that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they they do this, and you know, even the fact that then like a punch and an elbow is actually a big move still in that type of match. Well, yeah, because they're grounded, like you said, they're grounded in that British style. Mm-hmm. Well, and, which and is the, yeah, they incorporate a lot of the technical elements and the joint yeah. manipulation, the which I love. It's so vicious looking. <laughs> it looks so horrendous. Yeah, but then at the I... same time, I'm like, that is one of the safest moves you could do to a guy. Yeah, it's literally like <laughs> they make an armbar look like the most painful thing ever. Right, but it's like, God, it looks horrible. Like, yeah. I just, every time I see it, like, I feel it in my own hands a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you just, you feel it a little bit. It's like, ugh. Don't pull out my fingers, Pete Dunn. That hurts. <laughs> but it's so ow, good. Ow, ow, ow. What'd you do? I'm just sitting on the couch watching this. I'm, just... I'm watching wrestling and it hurts. Uh, yeah, so so excited to see what Pete Dunn does with this title. Dude, I'm going to tell be... you what he's going to do. He's going to fucking beat people's ass. And you know, <laughs> the brother with... He's going to bite that title. Dude, I was so happy that he came out with the old title and then with this one, he put it right in his fucking mouth. He bit that title. He's the bruiserweight. He is... Well, you know what? And it makes sense to fucking put it on him because in a similar sense, I think it makes sense to keep the title on Neville because in two divisions where you have a lot of baby faces that have a decent amount of heat, but like only one real heel with a lot of heat, it makes sense to put the championship on the heel and keep throwing the baby faces at the heel. Yeah. And that's, I think, what pete dunn is going to be he's going to be the guy who helps establish this division in the same way that neville has been establishing the cruiserweights as just like being that guy that all the you know the baby face are trying to take down yeah can't do it because he's the best (laughs) he's the king of the bruiserweights (laughs) speaking of uh kings and then queens uh we had asuka taking on ruby riot nikki cross triple threat for the women's championship and asuka is staying unbeaten she is, and I think it was a smart decision to keep the title on her. Like, I, yeah. I think it could have been interesting to see Nikki Cross with it too. But um, I don't. know. What did you think of the double pin? I was okay with it because it, it feeds into her promo that we saw on the TV following, where she's just like, "Throw anyone at me, I can do it." Mm-hmm. I I think I'm going to be super okay with it if they they play up the fact because they just mentioned I think like on social media and stuff like today or yesterday that she broke Goldberg's record. Yes, and she tweeted Goldberg. So like if they play this up on NXT TV as like this being like the win that then after that now she's you know beaten Goldberg's undefeated streak because then that would make that particular win so much bigger because if it... that 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 win was the one like it was the double pin things right. Because actually, you know what? Like, they should have played that up going into it. You know what I mean? Like, that would have raised some of the stakes for Asuka. Ten bucks says, like, they didn't even know. They didn't realize until afterwards. <laughs> you know what? You're probably fucking right. <laughs> it was like some spark who fucking pointed it out, and they were like, oh, shit. Hey, or just like right. some some intern that they had working. He's like, oh, you know, uh, she just surpassed uh, Goldberg's beat, uh, beat unbeaten streak. <laughs> yeah. I'm like oh fuck, all right. So yeah, like, they should... oh shit, we're we're still not gonna pay you, but okay. <laughs> but yeah, it, even in retrospect, I think that'll be cool if they play that up in hindsight of being like, hey, and that win, you know, was the last one that showed like you know she's now beaten Goldberg's undefeated streak, so it was this huge fucking win for her. Because like otherwise, I it just I don't want it to be just like a, oh yeah, Oscar won and she's moving on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and I want plus... if she's gonna keep the title for a little bit, I want it to be a bigger and bigger deal. 
Oh, I think it, it leads up to SummerSlam now with Ember Moon. That's what I'm. Well, it's. I'm so conflicted now because I think that too, but then at the same time, it's like, but this big women's tournament, like, I think there's a good chance that they could have somebody like shoot right through this thing and then come for Asuka. That's that's absolutely possible. Like, but if they're just, not completely sold on Ember Moon yet, they could be like, well, which is a strong possibility because she is not a strong promo as we saw this week. Yeah, and it's so weird because it's like I feel like she isn't what her character is supposed to be in my brain in her promo. Oh, she she has such a disconnect between promos and in ring of what her character is. Yeah, like that that needs to get solved real quick because she's yeah. supposed to be kind of a badass. Yeah, and she was. Backstage, she's, she's just kind of like, be... oh, I'm just this like nice kind of cool girl. Yeah. What? <laughs> she's supposed to be the one that like comes in and is almost the equivalent to Asuka, and I I think. If you play it right, you could have the promo where she goes, Asuka had to cheat to beat me, so mm-hmm. I need I need my fair title shot. Right. Yeah, I, I really hope that that's the story, and I think they're probably going to go with that, at least building up to it, because then they can still see, like, throughout this build, it's like, all right, is Ember Moon going to get hot enough? Is she going to, like, get in the right spot enough and improve enough to get the title? Or if they're not completely sold on her yet, they could just have Asuka win again, even if it's through cheating or something, and then kind of wait off for whoever comes out of this women's tournament. Yeah. Because I'm trying to remember, they have, they just, or they've signed like two uh, Japanese women, right? Oh, really? I think so. They've been talks for a little while, and I think they did say like two of them. And I'm I'm wondering if they're going to be in the women's tournament, because I think that would make sense. You know, it's a good way to Mm -hmm. introduce some new talent. Because then maybe if one of them is you know really really like they've got a, a look on them maybe they can mm. shoot through the tournament and then have like these two like badass japanese chicks especially if they have any history with asuka like i just haven't you know researched enough to know if any of them have fought asuka before because mm-hmm. if they have then they could play that up as like a big thing and then they could be the one that dethrones her that could be kind of interesting yeah you do the someone from your past is going to take you down right on. exactly that could be really cool like an old rival I'm just having, I'm imagining now with uh, WCW when they brought in Ultimate Warrior to go against Hogan. Yeah, so, very reminiscent. (laughs) Hopefully they don't do a spot where Asuka's looking into the mirror and then all of a sudden she sees these (laughs) past opponents. Well, you know, I'm sure the match quality will probably be better (laughs) than Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan. Uh, so next up is what you would think would have been the main event, but it wasn't because the tag team match took a spot, but it was Bobby Roode versus Hideo Tommy. Yeah, so when this was actually starting to air with the promos and stuff, I I was like, wait, did I fucking miss the tag match? And then I thought yeah. for a little bit that like maybe the tag match got cut. Well, there was a possibility, apparently. Uh, Champa was injured going into that match, so mm. apparently there was talks of like possibly not having it or something like that so mm-hmm. but yeah uh i thought this was a decent match out of rude and atami yeah um i thought this was fine i mean nothing amazing but then i think that's partly because this feud wasn't amazing either yeah it just and yeah it just it felt like a placeholder feud and, and it seems like they might play up something with the Tommy now afterwards because they had the uh, he get, he gets interviewed afterwards and he's like really pissed off and upset about the win mm-hmm. or uh, I'm sorry upset about the loss and yeah so they might go somewhere get with his character give it a little more de- uh, depth 
do you think they might experiment with turning him heel? Maybe. Because I think that would be a really cool way to go with him. Because, actually, I th you know what? Fuck it. I would really like to see him as a heel. Because a lot of the spots that he does in the ring where he, like, you know, jumps over the guy and does that little kick in his face like he's kicking sand on him. Yeah. Sort of thing. Like, he's, he's got cocky. a lot of good heel spots. Yeah. Like, that would work really well. And I think you would have the good story going into it that he's had all these opportunities and, like, the injuries have thrown it away and he could throw it back in the fan's face that, like, you weren't behind me and things like that, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then hopefully just get even more aggressive and badass and shit. Yeah. So, uh, I'd yes. like to see a heel Tommy. Yeah. yeah. And it looks like possibly up next for Bobby Roode is maybe, like, uh, McIntyre? Yeah, I think so. I think McIntyre's probably going to be the next NXT champion. So, like, SummerSlam. Yeah, I could see. I could even see it as early as SummerSlam. Um, that I could see them maybe holding off on it a little bit longer, but I, I definitely see uh, yeah. Drew McIntyre as the next guy. Because, uh, so interestingly, a, a little note. Um, did you know that Alistair Black uh, was on main event like a week or two ago? Yeah, because it played into his match on NXT. I found out. Yeah, because like that was how I found out. I was like, "Oh, what the fuck? This guy was on main event." So yeah. I'm wondering if they're planning on just shooting him right up to the main roster. Like, I hope not. He still has a lot to. I mean, he's a great in ring worker. Don't get me wrong, mm -hmm. but I think he needs a good program then at NXT to flesh out that character. I I'm in complete agreement. I'm just like wondering because it's like, why the fuck would they put him on main event if they're not like playing? I think it was just because they were over in Europe. I think he went over for some of the European shows because that's where he's from. Mm -hmm. So uh, they just threw him on main event because they had him. So that's what I'm hoping is the reason. Yeah. Cause, uh, so I was, I was thinking about an idea of like if they were going to throw him onto their you know, main TV programming, like where they would even try to put him right now. And I had an idea that I was going to throw past you. I don't know if they're planning on doing this, but there's an interesting sort of lining up with it. Do you think they might have him go after the cruiserweight title with Neville? Because he's they keep announcing him at 205 pounds. And his very first match that he ever had under the WWE umbrella was, was, during, against, no. was against Neville. And he lost. So maybe he would be coming back to try and avenge his win against Neville. Was that the one? Wasn't he advertised as Tommy End? Yeah. Yeah, he was announced yeah. as Tommy End in that match, too. Hmm. Or maybe they'll yeah. precisely not do that match because they don't want anybody to remember that he was Tommy End. Yeah. <laughs> so they'll be like, all right, he can never fight Neville. He can never be in the Cruiserweight. <laughs> he can't fight any UK guys. <laughs> Tommy who? Tommy who? <laughs> oh, we ended Tommy End. <laughs> we resurrected him as Alistair Black, bitch. <laughs> so we get that money. <laughs> <laughs> so we get that money. <laughs> I like it. Uh, so where they didn't get their money was Backlash on the next night. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm thinking long-term here, and uh, not in the sense of Jinder Mahal, but I'm thinking long-term success of the Fashion Police. That is my <laughs> highlight from Backlash. You, you liked all the comedy that they had? All right, so I, I want to explain to you my shift of emotion in that match. Because, okay. yeah, the Usos come out. And then the fashion police mm -hmm. come out, and Breeze was in that fucking janitor costume with the fucking mop, 
and I was about to fucking lose it. I was so goddamn mad that he was mm-hmm. coming out in that costume. I was like, motherfuckers, they're not giving them a serious title shot. Oh, my God. I was so mad. But then, in the midst of the match, you see that it, like it's not that they're idiots. They're geniuses. They're using it as psychological warfare to throw off the Usos because they know they can't beat them in a straight-up match, so they have to try and trick them. <laughs> it's genius, dude. They know their own limitations as characters, so they're going around it. And that's what the fucking gimmick is. That's what Tyler Breeze's Master of Disguise shit is. And he did that whole, like, awesome, like, uh, kung fu drunken master, like, dodge the guy at the exact right moment and trip him with the mop move. That was badass. Yeah. Oh, I'll give him that. Oh, my God. It made me and, so happy. But then when he changed over to the old woman, I was like, oh, come on. Can we can we just get on? But I have to oh admit, God, it, dude, when it he was flashed him with, as the old lady. <laughs> yeah. Dude. That was the best. And then, and then like, then, hit him with a dropkick. Oh, my God, hit him with the dropkick. And then one of the Usos hit JBL with the dress. And JBL admitted to, like, basically prostitution. Like, buying a prostitute <laughs> on TV. But I guess that's part of the character. I'm sure JBL the character has fucked many hookers. And probably JBL himself has, too. Probably berated them, too, you know? <laughs> probably, probably. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine JBL... Just like berating a hooker the way that he does people on WWE TV. Uh, moving on. Back to the well, match. Michael. <laughs> Do it like Michael does. Uh, but yeah, and then the Usos got the win out here, but I still mm-hmm. think the fashion police are in it. Yeah, like, I mean, I think the fact that the Usos still won was actually even good, too, because, like... These guys have a certain place within the division, and if you yeah. shoot them up to the top too quickly, it kind of kills off what we want to see, which is like a slower, more organic build. Like I would like to see the Fashion Police get the tag titles someday. Yeah, but not now, not now, not yet. Like, you know, maybe several months down the road, or maybe a year. Like, you know, give it some time. Yeah, and uh, I also don't. Uh, yeah, you're right. I like where they are because they're the the little bit of comedy plus the good wrestling, and so you mm-hmm. you always need that little bit of comedy, and you don't want to shoot that up to the championship picture. Right, because when you take the guys who have been complete jobbers up until just this last pay per view, and you decide to build them up, and then you make them the champion, guess what, assholes? You make the championship look like a fucking joke. And yeah, I'm talking about Jinder Mahal. Uh, <laughs> you want to skip to that match? Yeah, let's just get it over with. <laughs> so, Jinder Mahal, using the Singh brothers, beat Randy Orton. Does that pretty much sum it up? Well, yeah, because uh, I actually fell asleep through a lot of this match. Uh, so I don't remember a lot of, like from an in-ring perspective, what it looked like, because it was just that goddamn boring. <laughs> it, it was not a good match. Um, but then they decided to just take a giant shit on uh, themselves. And in a weird... Okay, I, tell me if you do this too. In my brain, every time that they decide to put the WWE title or the world title like on somebody really weird like this, like I always, in my head, the bar is like, you know what? They never fucking gave it to Roddy Piper. And they gave it to this motherfucker. <laughs> I, 
Like, for the longest time, that was The Miz. It was like, motherfuckers, they gave it to The Miz, and they didn't give it to Roddy Piper. And now, this is even worse. They gave it to Jinder Mahal. The Miz, they threw in the face of, uh, because didn't he have matches with Jerry the King Lawler? Yeah. When he was here, and it was just like, you're literally throwing it in this guy's face that one of the greatest wrestlers, Jerry the King Lawler, like, you're having him have matches with The Miz. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you're just like, and he's holding holding the WWE title. Uh, but uh, yeah, and I, I, I need to get this off my chest because I, I agree with people to a point. The people that are saying you have to give things like this a chance. Hold on a fucking second. You can't be the people that sit there and say that the uh, it's the guy that makes the title, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't say hey, the title makes the guy. And for people saying, give this a chance, no, because what they're doing is the wrong thing by hoping that the title brings up this guy to the main event picture, because he wasn't a main event picture a month ago when he was getting beer thrown in his face by fucking Rob Gunkowski. Exactly. And all of a sudden he's in this championship picture. Like, I would have no problem with it if they built him up in the main event and then had him face Randy or whoever the title holder was. And won it. And I was accepting of that. I was like, all right, they built it right. They did it right. No, they're doing the fucking same shit that they do a lot, which is we think this guy is like on the cusp. Let's put him in the main event and have him in the title. No, now he's going to flounder because he's going to get the same exact reaction that Roman Reigns does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, mean, I needed least, to get but that. But at least, at least he's supposed to be a heel. <laughs> right? <laughs> Right. Oh my gosh. But it, to, to give another analogy to like just how bad and how stupid this is, because the the problem is that him winning this championship in this way doesn't make sense within the context of the WWE universe. And I'm not saying like the oh the fans or the universe, but I mean like the the kayfabe reality of the wrestling universe. Like hmm, in uh, the same way, let me translate to if in the Avengers universe. If, you know, we're having the giant Infinity War they're about to do with Thanos and stuff like that with the Avengers. If Falcon is the guy who kills Thanos, that's the equivalent <laughs> of Jinder Mahal winning the WWE Championship. It, like, everybody watching that would be like, um, no, this doesn't make sense. What the fuck? Like, it's not that we hate Falcon. In space. <laughs> we don't, it's not that we don't want Falcon to be a cool character and succeed. It's just... Uh, this doesn't make sense for his character. Like, this breaks the kayfabe of what we're watching. Like, this screams, like, this couldn't have really happened in this universe. This is just, like, the writers made a weird decision. And that's mm-hmm. what this is, too. Like, Jinder Mahal winning is too far outside of the reality of where this guy has been in the entire time that he's been in this company for him to win the WWE title. Like, I was so excited for him them to get behind him, to start giving him a push, for him to lose to Randy Orton and then go after the U.S. title or something, like that's the right level for or him. Even to just be at. take take a longer time to get to this championship match. Or like I think I think it's fine even for him to have the match, but then just have him lose the match. Like him having a or, high yeah, profile sorry, match to win getting, the title. Right? Yeah. Like because if, if they still wanted him to do the title, yeah, just it could be a longer thing. And but it's I don't, not, honestly, it, I'm just more of a fan of. I think people need to have that sense of progression. Yeah. Because they don't have and, that sense of progression very much anymore. No, and I'm glad you said that. You said, like, we would be behind this guy, like I said, if they had done it right. And the same thing goes for the guys that we like. Like, if Sami Zayn 
all of a sudden had a match with Randy Orton, and I'm sure they would have had a knockdown dragout match. But all of a sudden, Sammy, who's been on like a losing streak recently, besides beating Baron Corbin that night, mm-hmm. all of a sudden wins the WWE Championship. We would be saying the same stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would be too early for Sami Zayn to win. Like, honestly, I super hope that Sami Zayn would like win the Royal Rumble someday. Like, that's kind of yeah. what I want for him. But down the road, like when it's right. Honestly, if we... if they do a good job of like focusing on him and building him this year, I'd be totally okay with him winning the Royal Rumble this year. Yeah. Um, but anyway, getting back to Jinder Mahal. Yeah, like you said, the, our biggest problem right now is that they just haven't built the guy properly. No. Like, it's just not been long enough for the payoff. Like, literally, last month, I saw him get beer thrown in his face. Like, beer thrown in his face, and he got, like, physically just dominated and bitched out by Gronkowski twice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, My God. (laughs) Because, like, all right, so, so by WWE's logic of, like, Owen saying that because he beat AJ Styles, he should get into the Money in the Bank match, um... Mojo Raleigh should get a shot at the WWE title, right? Because he beat Jinder yeah. Mahal yeah. in a match. So, yeah, Mojo Raleigh should matches. be like... <laughs> he, he last eliminated him in the on the, the Giant Battle Royal, and then he beat him on that following mm-hmm. SmackDown. Exactly. Dude, Mojo Raleigh should be the number one contender automatically. He yep. should. They should just give him the money in the bank. Be like, here you go, <laughs> Mojo. You earned this. <laughs> I mean, you earned it as much as Jinder earned the WWE title. <laughs> you won two matches. That's all Jinder ever did. <laughs> oh my god. We figured it out. We fi- you know what? This god damn it WWE. I didn't want you to go this absurdist. Like I want you to sometimes embrace this absurdist shit I'm saying. But this is too far. This is too much. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Um but we got pretty off track where were we we were just talking about the wwe championship match um but yeah it's too much too soon um i with this said though like maybe they can salvage this it's just they've they've made this so much harder on themselves than they ever needed to yeah like this is going to be such a hard championship reign for them to salvage um I mean, I think the little Punjabi celebration they did on SmackDown was okay. Like, that was a, at least a different thing to do. It wasn't just him standing in the ring yeah. giving a promo. Like, it was that plus a little bit of a thing. Yeah, and you're right. Like, it felt like they like they they're doing everything right in the bubble of this mistake. <laughs> they're, they're trying hard to make the mess that they've created work. Yes, that's exactly what I was trying to say. So, like the yeah. the celebration stuff, I was like, "This is great," but I still don't believe him as champion. Like, <laughs> right? And that's and you know what? Maybe over time, because I think that's that's where we're saying is it can be salvaged if over time they do keep building him up and he keeps beating a lot of guys. Then it's like, okay, you know what? Then maybe this really is the story of like he was a total fucking loser until he just decided to get his shit together, hire some cronies, and then he's kicking ass now. Like. Yeah. There was some sort also, of missing ingredient, and he just got it now. And also claim that he's from India when he's really from Canada. But, yeah. Well, they keep saying Indian descent. <laughs> but then he says, like, my people and stuff. Like, he keeps well, being, like, very selective with the language. <laughs> apparently, the, like, Indian newspapers are going nuts over him winning. Like, they're saying, like, oh, we have an Indian WWE champion now and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> 
But you know what? Uh, it, it's like they never had a guy of Indian descent with the WWE Championship. So, I mean, I guess so, that's true. Go ahead and but, celebrate. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Uh, Ty Dillinger is also celebrating after beating Aiden English on the pre-show. Yeah, that was a fine little you know, opening yeah. match. Uh, and then jerking the curtain on the main card was Shinsuke Nakamura and Dolph Ziggler. You know what? I think Ziggler actually looked pretty good in this match. I gotta say. I think they both did. It came off yeah. a lot better than what I expected. Yeah, I, and, I, I kind of wanted Ziggler, or uh, not Ziggler, uh, Nakamura to get a little bit more of his offense in. But, you know, I, I still think he did come across pretty well. Yeah. Um, I think Nakamura is like, I think Nakamura, like, so he, he got as good as he did in NXT, and then he kind of, like, it seems like on the main roster, I felt like it was holding back more, mm-hmm. and this match was, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, you know, because there was this one exchange, it was kind of later in the match, I'm not sure whether, like, maybe somebody hit somebody a little bit too hard, but then, like, for a couple of seconds, like, they seemed like they were really going at it. Like, it seemed like it turned into a shoot for about 15, 30 seconds. Like, all of a sudden, you just saw, like, Ziggler just turn on the gas, and he, like, shot for Nakamura's leg, and then Nakamura was, like, trying to knee him while he was coming down. Like, I don't know. I think there was a little bit. Like, there was a little bit of heat in this that I really liked. Just a little. Uh... So, like we said, we had Usos win, Sami Zayn won. Oh, and then we had the welcoming committee. Uh, Natalia, Carmella, and Tamina mm-hmm. defeat Charlotte Flair, Naomi, and Becky Lynch. Yeah. With, um, so... uh, Natalia <laughs> getting the pin. No, 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 no. Natalia tapping Becky out. Oh, right. And then Becky just, like, immediately standing up and being fine. <laughs> like, not selling it at all. I, I was about to... I was yelling at my screen. I was like, what the fuck? This, why are you shitting on your own character by not selling after you just tapped out? Like, because it makes you look like a bitch for tapping out when apparently you're not even hurt. Right? Also, the audience cannot have sympathy for you if you don't sell. Right, exactly. <laughs> Ugh. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> then we had possibly match of at least Sunday night, Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles. Well, I already told you, man. Fashion Police was my match of the night. <laughs> I fucking really? loved that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The tag team uh, match was my match of the night uh, for Backlash. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Owens and AJ Styles because these guys just knocked it out of the fucking park, I thought. And I like the finish of the count out because it allows for future feuding between these two. Yeah, I think this is the first time somebody's won a match because of a computer wire. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Kevin Owens. And AJ, just cut the wire. <laughs> well, with what? They're just going to pull a blade out? They don't blade anymore, Joe. <laughs> Come on, he has a blade. You know it. <laughs> Is it like hidden in his baseball gloves there? Yeah. It's like, oh, I'll just pull out my, my go-go gadget blade. <laughs> no, you know what I love? You would like pull out, uh, like Stone Cold has the broken skull pocket knife now. <laughs> like, they great. You pulled out that he breaks out his stone cold pocket knife. <laughs> Shows it to the camera. Thanks, Stone Cold. And then runs back into the ring. Yeah, he just grabs the micro quick. He's like, this, uh, this knife brought to you by Stone Cold. <laughs> he cuts himself in. 
<laughs> and then he kicks Kevin Owens' ass with the title. It's like, and also this U.S. title brought to you by Stone Cold <laughs> and AJ Styles. <laughs> And then they could just make a oh, and then they can have a uh, a t shirt together, Stone Cold Styles. It's like a brand of t shirts. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm getting real slap happy. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's a good thing because we can just go. <laughs> this knife brought to you by Stone Cold. <laughs> All right, all right, get it together. All, all right. right, just just one more match. Luke Harper defeated Eric Rowan. What a oh, surprise! Oh right, yeah, um, that happened, I guess. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Did he follow up with so it on what? SmackDown? I don't know if there's any plan for it next week. It's just sort of a match. All right. Uh, so what highlights do you have from Raw? All right, let me do a real quick rundown of highlights, lowlights. Right. Low light. Uh, Wyatt gave a god awful fucking promo. That was one of the most nonsense garbage. Why did they give him such a long time at the beginning? Jesus Christ, that was bad. And it he, had. Uh, it was like twenty minutes, right? Like it felt that long, twenty to thirty. Well, like, okay, I, I, I don't even because all right. So this week, normally I watch on Hulu, but Hulu was like fucking slow as shit this week. So I ended up watching Raw on YouTube this week, and I still felt like that promo was long. And it was like four minutes on YouTube, and I was like, "God, this is the shits." <laughs> you get to the end, you're like, "How long has it been?" Yeah, like I seriously was like, Did, "Was that ten minutes?" Jesus Christ! And I was only four. Like, how many I, days have passed? I I have a beard now. Like I, after watching that, I was like, "Thank God Hulu was down." I can't imagine having to watch the full length of that shit. That was bad. That was yeah. really bad. It almost makes me feel bad that I ever had faith in Wyatt because that was bad. <laughs> But I don't know. Maybe it I'm was, being too it was, harsh. It was the great example of like, I don't know how the scripting works like anymore. If it if he's getting bullet points now or something like that, but he needed scripting for that one because or if it was scripted, he needs to say fuck you to the writer because it felt like just so taking like each opponent and trying to smash it into his world of yeah to it's to like, relate and it was just bad. So much psychotic nonsense, like eating Lesnar's heart and saying that everybody is the beast and like that children can't sleep because of him. It was like, you are all over the place with nonsense, man. I don't even know what you're trying to say. Like, is is this supposed to somehow convince me that you're going to win? Because you never win. Sorry. And just like it, his stuff doesn't make sense anymore. He's like making fun of Roman for saying like, "Oh, you're the master of the yard." He's like, "Well, I'm the master of the world." And it's like, "No, no, you're not." <laughs> you haven't. Nope. You haven't won any championships on Raw. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you barely had him on SmackDown. Um, yeah. But all right, so that was a low light. Uh, highlight. I thought Cass looked intense as fuck trying to find uh, who attacked Enzo. Yeah. And begs the question, who attacked Enzo? And was it Cass? I I thought that. I thought they were going to go that way. I don't, but I, I, was like, I think, oh, he... they just split up DIY, so would they do two tag team breakups in a week? Like, no, I, I think it's going to be the revival. Hmm. This is classic oh, revival. I didn't think about that. Oh, that's a good point. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think yeah, because they were only supposed to be out just a couple weeks, and it has been a couple weeks. Oh, okay. It's perfect. Uh, let's see. Then we have <laughs> all right. So another low light. Um, why the fuck did they have WWE have Miz tip his hand like to Ambrose already? Like, for his strategy for how he's going to win at Extreme Rules, like, why did he already fucking show him? It's like, hey, I'm going to go out and get you disqualified so that I win. Ha ha ha. Well, you fucking dipshit. Like, you are as bad as Trump giving away Israel now, you stupid fuck. (laughs) I I enjoyed the fact that he attacked Elias Sampson to make sure that Elias won by disqualification. Because a lot of times it doesn't make sense when... You attack the guy that you want to beat up, and yes, you're beating him up, but you're also giving him a win in the process. Well, right. I'm not saying that he should have attacked Ambrose instead. I'm just saying he shouldn't have done either of these because it, it tips the hand for what he's probably going to try and do on Sunday. Uh, and what I assume he's going to do on Sunday because I think Miz is going to win or you know win the title by getting Ambrose disqualified. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why are you showing us that? Like, how you're going to win the title already. Like, shouldn't you have saved that for the pay-per-view? Yeah. Because now everybody's going to see it coming. Because, like, the smart people would have seen it coming, but not everybody was going to see it coming. But now, anybody who's paying attention to this story at all, which, you know, maybe is only still us, (laughs) is going to see it coming. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just I, I was mad at that. I was like, why? Like, why are you doing that? Extreme rules is like it's so close. Why are you tipping your hand anyway? Uh, so low light. Highlight and then low light was Heyman's promo with Balor because I thought him building up Balor was great. Um, that, that was, was the low light. That that was the highlight. Heyman building up Balor, but then the low light yeah. was the fact that Finn couldn't capitalize on this worth shit because he has the personality of cardboard. I was gonna, that's what I was gonna say. It was the low light uh, Valor talking. Yeah, because like Heyman was doing this beautiful job of being like, you know, you're not like the others. The demon is intense, and you're you know not like these other competitors and all this sort of shit. Like you, know, you're great. And he's like, yeah, go tell Brock Lesnar I'm gonna beat him. All right, cool. <laughs> like, couldn't you have been at least a little fucking poetic with it? Like something like tell the beast he should fear the demon or something. Like. Anything other than just, yeah, tell him I'm gonna beat him. Cool. Literally anything but that. Like, literally anything other than just what, like, a five year old would say. Like, well, tell him I'm gonna beat him up. Cool. Thanks, Finn Balor. You uncharismatic piece of shit. God damn it. I was, I admit, I, like, with Heyman's promo, I was finally about to get excited. I was like, holy shit. Can Finn Balor be an awesome face? And then he ruined it. <laughs> he ruined it by talking again. <laughs> and it's gone. And it's gone. You know what? Maybe Heyman should just manage Balor. Maybe Heyman Maybe should just does. manage Balor. Yeah. <laughs> should Heyman just manage Balor? Maybe. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Highlight, highlight. Highlight. Goldust saying that the Golden Age is back. I thought that little promo was good. That promo was fantastic. I thought he hit so many points with like throwing the script out. Uh, it, it being in the old style of the Goldust promos, like this goes back to when he originally debuted. Mm-hmm. 
So loved it. Yeah. So this is real nice kind of comeback. Um, I, do you think at some point they would have him at least maybe for like a night or two, uh, like do some promos and team up with the Miz and kind of play off of their like movie gimmicks? Maybe. Cause I think that could be kind of like a, not like it's too weird and different to be like a long-term pairing, I think. But like for a night or two, I think it could be kind of entertaining. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully he'll just destroy our truth and get onto I don't know maybe like a last decent heel run here. I would really like to see Goldust tear it up for a little bit. Yeah, and I I think this is a great one last run to have him in. Mm-hmm. Maybe even pick up like say the uh, wait he's on Raw says so that the oh uh, Intercontinental title. Mm-hmm. Uh do a little run with that even. Yeah, or he could go for it something like that. Yeah, uh, and then last thing was there's a low light, of course. Uh, I thought the Har- this Hardys and Bar feud is so fucking backwards. <laughs> uh, they cannot beat the Hardys. Like, why can these guys not beat these old man Hardys? And then the fucking Hardys are like, "Yes, we're going to trap you in a steel cage." And then you fucking see Cesaro and Sheamus be like, "Oh God damn it, we're in a steel cage match." And it's like, why? Aren't they the ones trapping the Hardys in a steel cage after, like, beating their asses for weeks? Shouldn't that be how this is? Like, you could still like, do the steel cage match, but have it be after weeks of, like, you know, them beating the fuck out of the Hardys, but then, like, the Hardys, like, I don't know, maybe, like, now they're starting to get afraid of them. And then it's like, you can't escape now, we're gonna put you in the steel cage, and we're gonna kick your asses well, and take your titles. Well, here's uh, all you have to do. All you have to do is have... Uh, singles matches with one Hardy and either Sheamus or Cesaro and have Sheamus or Cesaro, the one who's not in the match interfere and then you say, fuck it, let's get all of us in a cage together and fight this out like a a tornado tag cage or something well that's what this is gonna be oh jeez, alright, so wow, (laughs) alright Forget my complete brain fart there. But you know what I mean? Like, just say, like, instead of one of you taking the advantage of, like, the the, the one-on-one match and interfering, let's mm-hmm. all get into the cage together and settle this. But it okay. doesn't make sense now because you already have the Hardys beat them in a tag match. Right. They've beaten them like, in every match. Like, multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, Cesaro and Sheamus just need to win those titles and then just kill the Hardys. This is stupid. Uh, delete them. Delete them into the broken gimmick. Yeah, that's that's what I'd like to see. But apparently, uh, <laughs> according to the rumors, WWE is not interested in the broken gimmick. Yeah, I don't know how much I believe that. So, <laughs> I think I think WWE is interested in not paying for the broken exactly. Gimmick. Like, why why would they fucking pay TNA for the like, broken? Right. They're like. Um, <laughs> Because TNA has no leverage with just having the gimmick, because they don't have the Hardys. Yeah. Because you you can't do anything. So wait, we have these guys who helped make this gimmick, but you want us to pay you so that they can do that gimmick. Yeah, no, we're good. (laughs) Right, and it's like, you know what, honestly, I think they know, and it's it's smart enough that it's like, it doesn't have to be an exact replication of that gimmick, it just has to be that, like, Matt Hardy basically has to be fucking goofy and crazy. Yeah. Like, and you can still do that, like, just a little bit different <laughs> and yeah. not be copyright infringement. So, I think that's what they're planning on Which doing. Maybe if WWE it's. Has all, no although, problem. at the same point, 
uh, doesn't it seem like, or I feel like there are maybe some rumors that like perhaps the Hardys themselves are trying to get ownership of the gimmick? Yes, that is what the fight is over right now. Is okay, that the Hardys? That is, that is what's it. going on. Okay. Yeah. Because that that totally makes sense. Because they, if they ever want to be using it for indies and stuff like that, because like outside of WWE employing them as the Hardy Boys, like they kind of need that gimmick. Exactly. So, WWE knows that it's like, hey, we don't need to fight for it. The Hardys need to fight for it anyway, so we'll just let them do it. And then if they get a hold of it, then hey, maybe we'll put it on TV. But if not, yeah. then we can just do like a variation of it, essentially. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I would hate to see like the Hardys get go through this whole court case, get it, and have like WWE own it or something like that. So yeah, that'd be because then ball, they would so. just be in the same fucking position. As the right. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, I noticed you left out a highlight though. Hmm. We had Elias Sampson's first match on Raw. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you know what? Somehow I left that one out. <laughs> you know what? I take it back. That was even better of a moment this week than you, uh, Pete Dunne winning the UK title. <laughs> it was just that good. <laughs> uh, all right. On to SmackDown. Uh yeah. So we started off with our announcement of our Money in the Bank contestants. It was AJ Styles, Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, and our fifth man, Kevin Owens. Oh, wait. No, it's not. (laughs) It's Shinsuke Nakamura. But then Kevin Owens goes, what the hell, Shane? I don't have any opponents if you put all these guys in this match. (laughs) And Jane goes, you know what? You're right, Owens. And he puts him in the match. <laughs> He's, you know what? You're right. <laughs> the first time ever that Logic won in WWE was Kevin Owens. <laughs> well, Kevin, who, who you know else what? would go for the US title? <laughs> um, Jinder, uh, wait, um, Ty Dillinger. Oh, true. Fair enough. <laughs> there you go. Um, My bad. Oh shit, my bad. There's a perfect contender for the US title. <laughs> and he's another Canadian. Was not expecting that answer. <laughs> I wasn't fully expecting to have it, to be honest. Uh, but I pulled it right out of my ass. Uh, but no, I was I was going to say that it was like, I feel like WWE was just so unprepared in some way that it was like with Shane, he was like, alright, I put together this match. And then Kevin Owens comes out, he's like, hey, what the fuck? Why am I not in this match? He's like, oh, well, I don't know. You're not in this match. He's like, well, Logic. What? <laughs> okay, I, I guess you're in. We don't know how to deal with logic. <laughs> it's so foreign. <laughs> I, I actually had it. Shane had a really good night. I enjoyed him on both SmackDown and Talking Smack. Yeah, he was he was fine on Talking Smack too, which uh, yeah. was the uh, return of the New Day. Oh, yeah. Almost forgot about that. And You almost Booty forgot Oops. about that? You crazy bastard. Dude, there's so much wrestling. <laughs> How could you forget Biggie channeling the divine spirit to heal Kofi's ankle on Talking Smack? <laughs> that was unforgettable. And also marrying a couple. <laughs> and marrying a couple and like flirting with Renee. It was great. Yeah. I love Biggie. He is one of my I really do like him. I mean, I love New Day in general, but just like I'm a big Biggie fan. Uh but anyway, getting back to SmackDown itself. Uh, we have the fashion police because uh, I want to get into the money bank conversation next, um, but I okay. want to stop in the fashion police real quick because we had their back on the case after uh, 
potentially trying to turn in their badges and their guns <laughs> to Shane. Because <laughs> and they're they're, they're water guns. <laughs> And it's like, cause then, okay, so, you know, then they, they have the little thing where it sets up like, hey, you know what, I don't want you guys to leave, like, you guys are just getting established, which is so fucking true, like, they're they're winning the hearts of the audience yeah, by getting into their fucking gimmick and stuff, and so then they get the singles matches with the Usos, which, again, like I was saying, they know their gimmick, and they're making it part of their in-ring style, doing this, like, distraction roll-up style, like, it's that, they're psychological warfare guys. It's it's very they've they're pulling off the Eddie Guerrero thing mm-hmm. of the lying and the cheating and the stealing. It's the faces that can cheat and the crowd loves them for it. Right, because it's like that. Like it was straight up just dick move cheating of like Fandango's shooting him with the water gun until he <laughs> turns around and Tyler Breeze rolls him up for the win, and then they just rinse and repeat on the other <laughs> of like distract, roll up, win. But then you know, and of course. That's part of their style because they aren't as great in the straight up match yet. And I think that can be part of their stories that maybe they have to get a little bit tougher and they, you know, get stronger and eventually they'll win that match. But right now they can't because then the Usos, you know, beat them yeah. in the standard match. But, you know, <coughs> not that they, you know, they still look kind of tough in certain spots. Like Fandango kicking out of that double uh, super kick was great. Yeah. Like, you know, they didn't look like total fucking wimps, but they still aren't, you know better than the Usos, which is great. Well, it, it was the balance of making the other team look like idiots, like with the water gun thing versus mm-hmm. like that spot is it's very well balanced in this feud. It's not the, oh, the faces just look dumb again. Right. And and I would kind of like to see because I'd imagine they're probably going to have like New Day or maybe even American Alpha kind of surge back in and go after the tag team titles. But I think like yeah, the fashion police should still try and go for the titles, but then yeah, I'm, I'm assuming probably get cut off by some other heel team, like either the Colognes or, I don't know, by the Ascension again or something. Like, some other team that then will they'll split off and feud with them, maybe. Yeah. Uh, American Alpha would have a long way to go, I think, to get another title shot. Yeah. You know what? What if, I mean, I don't know if this would be the right idea right now, because I haven't really thought about it, but what if they turn American Alpha heel again? Because they that could would be, be okay. like fashion police in America Alpha for a little while. Mm-hmm. That could be entertaining. While you've got like New Day and the Usos doing I the think title feud. One of your problems is American Alpha not having enough personality. So I think fashion police mm-hmm. could easily pull it out. And shout out to the fashion police in their, in their fucking office having the Mean Street Posse. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of their fashion faux pas. Oh my god! Like they're they're just nailing all the little things in their gimmick. It's great. I oh, fucking love it. You have to you have to like pause and just look at all the stuff on the wall mm-hmm. and like just chuckle at it. It's <laughs> fucking hilarious. All right, so I want to get your reaction uh, to the Money in the Bank field because we got the six guys in there. Yeah. At this point, early prediction: Who do you think's walking away, Mister Money in the Bank, this year? Okay, AJ Styles, Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler. Kevin Owens and Shinsuke. Mm-hmm. I would like to throw it on Sammy. Ooh, do you? All right. So, is that what you want to happen, or do you think it's going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen right now. I don't. I don't know how to feel. Because I think they're going to give it to Corbin. Really? I have two theories. I think they're even going to give. He's it to... my last on this list. I even have like Ziggler above him. All right. I'll I'll explain why. 
because it was kind of a process of elimination in a weird way. <laughs> okay. It was like, in a lot of ways, like looking at these different guys in this match, I would kind of think that Kevin Owens would be like the perfect sort of guy to give Money in the Bank to, but he already has the U.S. title. That would just be too much mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. I would really love for them to give it to Sami Zayn, but I don't think they will. And they gave it to Ambrose last year, who was a face, so I think they kind of need to give it to a heel this year. Plus, I, yeah, think, I think the with, past couple. Wait, who was the year before that? Um, shit, who was the year before that? Because I think it was three years ago was Rollins. Oh, it was Sheamus. <laughs> Sheamus oh, the God. year before that. See that? So that was actually because they gave it to Sheamus is another reason why I think they might give it to Corbin because they just fucking give it to guys like that before. Like they've given it to Swagger, they've given it to Sheamus. Like they could just give it to Corbin. You know what I mean? Like that just mid card kind of heel that's not really working, but de- management likes him, so they just yeah. give him because like they they're probably gonna put the title on him at some point, but they aren't dedicated enough to actually giving that guy a real push. So it's like, well, we can give him money in the bank, so we can just give him the title whenever we want. But then Ooh. again, fucking, they, they just gave it to Jinder Mahal. So I mean, I guess they can do anything. Anything can now. happen. Anything can happen now. Um, but so yeah, uh, I think. Sami Zayn, they're probably just not going to give it to him because I don't. I also don't think that they're quite convinced that they're going to give him a title run yet, like WWE title. I don't know. I just, I just don't know if they see it in the cards yet. I would love for them to see it in the cards because I think Sami Zayn is like one of their best baby faces. Period. Um, but anyway, so moving on. I think Ziggler, they're never going to reinvest in him, so he's not winning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shinsuke's too new, so they're not going to give it to him. And with Styles, I feel like they're going to probably put him back into title contention sooner and without having to use Money in the Bank. So I think they're just going to, like, he's going to be the, he's probably going to win the title, I think, probably late summer or in the fall. Like, I could see it. Well, he's also a face, too. So we've got right. AJ's face, Shinsuke's face, mm-hmm. Sammy's face, and then Corbin, Owens, and Ziggler as the heels. So that's why I think Baron Corbin's going to win. Or, um, with this angle that they ran on SmackDown where he, like, injured Sammy and then, like, was just, you know, going nuts on him. Like, I could see, because the, they suspended him before as part of a storyline. And I could see them maybe saying, like, hey, this is way too fucking far. Guess what? You're out of money in the bank. And then, you know, maybe Sami Zayn, like, will take himself out of the Money in the Bank ladder match to go after Corbin in a singles match on the pay-per-view because they're going to need more matches to fill out this card. Mm-hmm. And then maybe Rusev will step in. And maybe Rusev will win Money in the Bank. So I think it's either Corbin or if they change up the match and put Rusev in, then maybe Rusev. Yeah, wait, we didn't get Rusev at all. Nope, he wasn't even on SmackDown. What the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> I thought it wasn't weren't they advertising him for last week too? I don't I, I feel like they keep advertising, but I don't remember whether it's for specific weeks or if they're just saying he's coming back soon. I don't know. We we saw nothing of Rusev. But I think if, if not Corbin, I think it's gonna be Rusev. Um But yeah, do you, are you sticking with Sami Zayn or do you agree with me? Yeah. Do you disagree? I agree with you, but I'm gonna stick with Zayn. I really want you to be right. <laughs> but I'm trying to think. I don't know. I kind of would also like to see Sami Zayn get the U.S. title, like feud with Owens, mm-hmm. and then get it. Well, yeah, that would be phenomenal. 
Would it be? <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have AJ Styles in it. But uh, let me tell you what was fucking phenomenal. The street fight between Tozawa and Kendrick on 205 Live. That was crazy. It, that it was almost brutal. <laughs> hold on. Almost made me go, okay, this really long lesson feud was almost worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it was a little bit long in the tooth for this, but this is a really great payoff if we had gotten this maybe like a month or two ago. At one point, Kendrick taped Tozawa's mouth shut and put him <laughs> in a submission hole. You know what? Thank God for commentary actually selling it, though. They were like, oh my gosh, he could only breathe through his nose while he's yeah. trying to fight through this? That's that's dastardly, or something like that. Like, good. That is like That would be fucking hard as shit. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, but then, yeah, the fucking spot with him uh, you know, putting Kendrick through the table that everybody had been clamoring for all match. And that that's actually what got him the win. Like, that was a big enough spot that it got him the win. Because after that, he just, what, picked him up and rolled, rolled him into the ring, I think? Yeah. And then afterwards, he was fucking dead, too. Like, <laughs> I mean, he was dead after he hit the move, and then he was dead after he got the pin. It was like, thank God, Tazawa sold that shit. Because I was going to be really mad if he had just stood right up and been fine. <laughs> and you know, yeah, see, it, Becky, that's how you sell. It's yes, Becky, that is how you sell the match. Because him selling it, it made him and Kendrick both look better. You know what I mean? And the audience was fucking into it. Yeah. And uh, also from Two Hundred Five Live, I really liked uh, Drew Gulak's promo. Mm, yeah, that was a nice package. Uh, his whole campaign for the, you know, help me, uh, help support me making a better 205 Live and all that. Yeah. And I liked a lot uh, of the cuts, too. Like, it was really comedic using, like, the ridiculous face of, like, on Mustafa Ali when he was talking about how stupid he is. Yeah. I just, I like the clean-shaven look, too. It's just, everything mm. worked for that. Yeah, the clean-shaven is, it's an improvement because it, it's kind of unsettling, which is what you want, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's pretty much going to do it for me this week. I don't really have anything else written down. <laughs> Same for me. All, All right. right, then. I guess that's, uh, I guess that's it. So we'll week. be back next week with, uh, more wrestling, uh, Raw, SmackDown, etc., and also a preview of Extreme Rules, because that is next Sunday. Get a yeah. nice two-week break from <laughs> pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Uh, so follow us on our social media, Super Smack Brothers. Wow, Super Smart Brothers on Facebook, <laughs> Smart Brothers on Twitter, and Super Smart Brothers at gmail.com. And please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and our original home of Podbean. Yeah. Oh, oh shit. You know what? All right, we won't talk about it this week, but we'll get to it next week. Um, I totally forgot. We actually got a um. A question somebody wanted us to talk about, um, so sorry, we'll get to it next week, um, about how WWE, whether they're focusing too much to casuals versus hardcores and just kind of like that debate, so we'll get into that next time. Did we get an email or? Yeah. Oh. So yeah, we'll get into that debate next time. Uh, and yeah, if you have any more uh, questions or debates or I don't know, whatever the fuck, if it's interesting, maybe we'll talk about it. Or maybe we'll forget about it and talk about it next week. <laughs> That's how professional we are. <laughs> We're so professional. <laughs>